I don't know how long I stood there, cursing my own incompetence. How could I have forgotten the one thing I absolutely had to have? The one thing I needed to give me life-saving water? And somehow, I still left it behind, in that cave. That cave that now seemed endless miles away. Part of me tried to make excuses for myself. It was dark. I wasn't thinking clearly. It fell out of my pack. But I wouldn't listen. I knew what I had done. I left the cooking can right by my fire. I knew where it was, and I left it there. I basically signed my own death warrant. If the cold didn't get me first, I'd be dead in a few days. The howling wind outside seemed to agree. It mocked me taunted me, called me toward an early death, called me to just run out into the howling wind and snow and embrace an end that was quicker than dying of thirst. And in some bizarre act of compliance, I listened. I simply stepped outside. The cold immediately punched me in the face, and the flakes of snow that followed stabbed into my instantly frozen cheeks. I mouthed a silent, or maybe it wasn't, F.U. as I left the cabin and navigated my way to the lake's edge. Then the compliance turned into defiance as I apparently decided I wasn't going to let the storm tell me how I was going to die. I was going to come out here and do something and live, just to prove that storm wrong. I think about it now, and it makes no sense, of course. But at that moment, there wasn't anything rational about what I was doing. I felt what little warmth was left under my layers rapidly vanish, but I pressed on. I caught a glimpse of the small ice fishing hut and got my bearings. I pushed forward. If there were any wolves around... I wouldn't hear them over the wind. But then again, why would they be out in this? Why would anyone be out in this? I saw some more cattails as I stepped out onto the ice of the lake. A small moment of reason crept into my anger-induced insanity, and I went over and pulled them up. One small batch turned into two, then a third. It was then I cut over and made my way to the fishing hut. It was big enough for one, and a chance for supplies. When I reached it, stepped inside, I barely even noticed it cutting the wind. The cold was still there. Well, it's better to say I knew the cold was still there. I was numb by this time, so I really didn't feel much. The hut was nice. Two little drawers and a small cabinet, rounded out with a proper stove, all of which were completely empty. What a waste. What a way to stack failure on top of failure. Charging blindly and stupidly out into the cold after learning you'd left any hope of drinking water behind. I looked down at the frozen over ice hole. Through the storm-diffused moonlight, I caught the shadow of a fish swimming underneath. It was trapped in its own way, awaiting death from a larger predator. Just like me. 
and then fate decided to play one more joke on me. Or give me another breath of hope. Underneath the stove, the same storm-scattered moonlight that allowed me to see that fish, let me see the handle to a hatchet. My stiff fingers reached out and wrapped around the handle. I took it as a good sign, a sign that maybe all wasn't lost, and that I needed to get a hold of myself. I kept it up as a weapon as I left the hut and made my way back to the cabin. The cold was really tearing into me. It almost felt like my skin was being ripped under my clothes. I realized now the mistake that I'd made in my anger. I knew I had to get back. I was alive, and it was time I acted like I appreciated it. I pushed against the wind, making my way. I hit the shoreline, but ran into another patch of cattails. But that wasn't right. I grabbed the last one before going to the fishing hut. Great. Somehow I had gotten lost in the short distance from the damn fishing hut to the damn cabin. What the hell was wrong with me? Why did I come out here? Why was I doing this? Why was I trying to get myself killed? The way I still scooped up the cattails I found told me I wasn't, in fact, trying to get myself killed. Which was quickly countered with the realization that I was doing this in the dark, in temps far below freezing, in high winds, with improper clothing. So yes, in fact, I was trying to kill myself. There's really nothing quite like a seesaw battle in your own mind when your life is on the line. Really, if I think too long about it, it seems pointless to struggle at what feels like the inevitable. But yet, here I was, staring death in the face and gritting my teeth. Even though I got lost on the way back from the fishing hut, I knew I had to be close. I moved along the shoreline, nabbing any last few cattails along the way. I kept going until I found the dock. I don't think I've mentioned the dock yet. <laughs> There's a dock along with this cabin. I would imagine it gets some actual use in the summer with a boat and maybe some fishing poles attached to it. But right now, it was my landmark. The warped and heaved boards and posts stuck out in the dim light through the snow blasts. I kept my sore eyes on them as I got closer. Kept my ears out for wolves, which of course was pointless considering the howl of the wind. Once I reached that dock, my focus tightened to the sole purpose of getting back inside. I cursed my brain as I shut the door of the cabin. I sat down in the dark and leaned against the fireplace, wrapping myself in the blankets from the cots inside. For quite a while, I just stared out the hole in the door, shivering. It took me a while, but then I realized that it wasn't a hole. Well, yes it was, but it was there on purpose. Whoever owned this cabin cut a deliberate hole shaped like a small mountain range in the front door. Nice touch. Under my blankets, I took a quick inventory of what I had food-wise. The peaches were gone, so all I had left were the cattails, and plenty of those. I had a liter of good water, and about half a liter of possibly bad water. So, assuming the worst, I might make it a week. 
but yet that somehow seemed like an eternity. Certainly it seemed like enough time to find something new to boil water in. A plan and motivation started to creep back into my psyche. Okay, I can do this, I told myself. With warmth slowly returning into my body, my thirst returned. I drank about a third of the water, which I know was too much. I crawled into bed, wrapping myself up tight. I was hoping to sleep for a bit, thinking maybe the storm would end. The moon would be bright and I could find a path down in the dark. I had a hunch where I needed to go. Now that I had a plan, I was eager. The storm chose not to cooperate. I slept for an hour or so, and the storm still raged. I slept a bit more. The storm kept going. At that point, I just gave up and went down for good. Might as well be well rested if I was going to spend the next day running from wolves. I woke up the next morning with sunbeams shooting through cracks in the cabin walls like lasers. One hit me directly in the eye and caused me to jerk as I opened it. At least I knew the storm was over. Like I mentioned, I had a hunch where I needed to go to get further down the mountain. I got up, made sure I had everything this time, including my new gear, and set out. I decided to leave the blankets behind. I was real tempted to take them with, but I had no means to tie them up, which meant I would be wearing them, which would make me look like a superhero with my blanket cape. As cool as that sounded, I also wagered I'd be off balance walking in any deep snow, and besides, like the saying goes, no capes. I set out. No wolves in sight, nor sound. I made my way behind the cabin and up a hill. You know, it's funny how certain random thoughts from ages ago can work their way into your brain just when you need them the most. As I was passing some trees, I caught sight of some moss hanging off a limb. Big deal, right? But the sight of it triggered a memory back to a listicle I remember reading one day at work. Someone had forwarded it to me in an email. The top ten things that could save your life if you get stuck in the wilderness or some other bullshit title. Thing was, this moss was one of those top ten. Old man's beard. A lichen, I think. Either way, the entry claimed that it had antibacterial properties, meaning it could be used if you found yourself with a nasty cut or scrape. It was on the internet, so it had to be true, right? I had a free moment, and the cold wasn't nearly as brutal this morning. No wind, thank you very much. So, I grabbed some. Better safe than sorry. It was less than five minutes later and I saw another item from that damn article. Some rose hips. Article said they had lots of vitamin C, which is good against colds, and supposedly was anti-inflammatory, bruises and such. Of course, you needed to make it into a tea for the proper benefits. That required water, but again, I still had a little bit of time. And then, well, this is one of those times when you wish maybe you'd paid better attention to things, rather than trying to remember all the items from some damn article you read. Or, if I had really thought about it, I would have worked on my makeshift map. 
A few minutes walking around, after grabbing the last of those rose hips, I looked around. I realized not only was my hunch wrong, but I wasn't sure how to get back. All of the rocks and peaks and cliff faces were starting to look the same. I tried to retrace my footsteps, but without realizing it, I must have walked in circles. Damn it. I could feel the panic start to set in, but I stopped it. I squeezed the handle of the hatch hard in my hand, closed my eyes, and kept breathing until I calmed the hell down. I opened my eyes and looked around. After taking a moment, I was pretty sure now I knew generally how to get back to the cabin. But the sun wasn't even high in the sky yet, and if I did find my way off this mountain, I wanted as much daylight as possible. So I made a mental note where I could go, turned, and went the other way. I was both glad and mad that I did. My Quiet Apocalypse is copyright 2018 by Are You Not Entertainment and is a fictionalized account of an actual play in the video game The Long Dark, owned and produced by Hinterland Studios. For information about the game, visit hinterlandgames.com. Intro music by Nicholas Gasparini. Credit music by Gunslinger Andy. For information about the show and those behind it, please visit myquietapocalypse.com.